In this episode of The Interface, I spend time with Dee Fuller, Director of Distribution for the Amphenol Industrial Products Group. Dee has been with Amphenol for 43 years and has had jobs in almost every area of the business throughout her career. We talk about her seven years running machines on the factory floor and how much she learned from that time. We talk about her journey through various roles in sales and marketing before finally finding a home in distribution. We also talk about her taking a leap of faith to join the brand new industrial team 20 years ago and we discuss how building and maintaining relationships is the single biggest reason for her long successful career. This is The Interface. I like the fact that as you already go through and are looking at the connectors on here, that you're automatically on in job mode with the cables and the connectors on the cables for all my audio gear here in the podcast. Always, <laughs> always. My husband sometimes doesn't like taking me out places because the first thing I do is start looking at the electronics. What, what, what's, you know, whose connectors are on here? State fairs are horrible because I'll... I climb all over everything. <laughs> How long did it take you to get to that point? Or were you, was it just an innate thing where you're like, oh, we do connectors. So anything that connects anything to anything, I got to see who makes it because I want to find out. And, oh, I was and, doing that back when I was out in the shop. Yeah. You know, that I, w- I worked out in the shop for seven years and I always wanted to see the stuff that I worked on. Where did it go? Mm-hmm. Was it mine? You know, was it something that I did? You know, so it goes way back years Years. How many years do you do you want to say? Are you comfortable saying how long you've worked here? I'm going on forty three. Forty three yeah. years. Okay. And in all that time, how many different roles you think you've had at Amphenol? Um, I'm probably too old to remember. <laughs> um, a lot. Yeah. A lot. So where did you start? Um, originally, I started, believe it or not, in accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, in accounts payable. Um, I worked here for about a year, mm-hmm. and I left uh, to go back to college. Uh, came back about a year later, and and it was all because of moving around and, and where we were located. Came back to Amphenol, um, and they had a position that was available out in the shop. So took the position in the shop and worked there for seven years of various departments within mm-hmm. the shop. Um, I was a machinist in heat treat and inspection. Work uh, part of my time, I was uh, with the union. Mm-hmm. I was a union steward. Mm-hmm. So did a lot in seven years out there. And then finally, one day it hit me. I got tired of going home with chips and oil all over me. So it's like, okay, I need to make a career change. And yeah. that's when I came into sales and marketing. Yeah. So what did you, seven years is a long time though out on the yes. floor. You know, you saying that you did numerous positions while you're out there. What did you learn? What were some of the things that you learned that you've carried throughout your entire career here from your time out on the floor? Because I'm sure a lot of that stuff never really goes away. Relationships. Okay. Having good relationships with people because it's, it's people that you work with that are going to help you to get you what you need to do your job. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was very important to have relationships with people. So whether it was people cutting chips or molding parts or distribution relationships or whatever it may be, 
It's about relationships. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, it's good. And it's still that still carries on today. It's yeah. very important my in my role today to have a very good relationship. Oh, of course. Yeah. Do you think you could still go back out on the floor and work some of those machines? Yes. In Do fact, you? in yeah. fact, uh, when we had our strike. Yeah. Um, that was one of the things that I did is I went back out on the floor. You know, someone looked at me. Gary Anderson actually looked at me and said, "Oh." you know how to run machines. Yes, I do. And I went out on the floor for about a week yeah. and ran a machine. Yeah. So when you went back out, what, what machines did you, did you run when they, they asked you to, when Gary asked you for a favor? I went out and ran the index machines, which okay. is uh, shell machining. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was for the Amphenol line. Yeah. So I went out and ran the index machines doing shells, um, size 10, and I absolutely remember this, it was size uh, size 10 shells mm-hmm. that we were running at the time that they needed a big job done on. So, yep, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was amazing. So you got into sales and marketing then. So what were some of the roles that you did once you got into? So I came in as uh, on the government desk doing the direct government. I right. was at that time, they had teams of people. They had a quote, an order entry person and an expediter. And uh, Kathy Sands was the expediter. And I did the quote, an order entry for uh, the government facilities, which mm-hmm. was which was kind of cool because now I started piecing together some of the things that I knew about out in the shop. Because when I started, it was engine products. Yeah. I worked for engine products. Right, right. So I remember some of the names of some of the government facilities that we were doing some of the product for. Mm-hmm. So it was starting to tie in some of the customers to some of the products that I was doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you you mentioned the engine products. That was back in the the Bendix. That was back in the Bendix days. products days. Yes. Right, right. And so you've been through. Um, that brings up a good point. Then you've been through in your. 43 years here, um, a lot of different changes to just this Sydney location in particular, and not just with Amphenol, although Amphenol came into play while you were here as well. But I mean, with uh, Scintilla was already gone, but as far as Bendix and Allied and then Amphenol. Yes. So you've been through all of that. You lived through all of that. Were you even here for the the potential merger and all that with Martin Marietta. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So what was that like? It was kind of a good thing because, you know, you had people that were on both sides of the fence, mm-hmm. people who wanted to keep things the way they were, other people who thought that it was a good thing for us to move into a new venture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was kind of, from my point of view, all I wanted to know is, when it was done, that I had a job, <laughs> that people in Sydney right. still had jobs. Right. We knew that there was a lot of mergers that were going on, a lot of takeovers, you know, a lot of things that were happening. And our biggest concern was, what does this mean for this plant and these people in Sydney? Yeah, yeah. But it must have been stressful. It it kind of was. Yeah. Um, but I was low enough on the totem pole, yeah. per se, um, that it you know, I I had other things that you know were more of more concern to me at that time. A young you know, family. Get, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, just yeah. keeping my job, my family, yeah. 
uh, making sure that what we were doing, you know, in our day to day jobs were getting done mm-hmm. because, you know, we were there was some fear that, um, you know, people would just stop working. Yeah. Would, you know, would go in different directions. And I wasn't like that. I had a job and I needed to make sure that my job was taken care of. So. So you get into the sales and marketing side, you see the other end of the business yes. and you see how the, the, the dots start connecting between, yes. you know, what happens out on the floor and some of the incoming outgoing from the, the, the front end of it. When did you then slowly make the transition or quickly make the transition into distribution or was that a was that a long process? It was it was really a long process. So, you know, one of the things um, that I will never forget is um, a discussion that I had with Gary. Mm-hmm. When new employees came in, Gary would sit down and talk to them about, you know, where they wanted to go, what they wanted to do. And um, I have always been determined to be successful. And my answer to him was, um, you know, I want to be successful in this company, you know, where however high it takes me, Mm -hmm. I want to be successful. And what do I need to do to be successful? Um, So, you know, he told me, he says, first of all, he says, just having the attitude will help you to get you to where you want to be. And from there, you know, every opportunity that that was there for me to be able to learn something new, not necessarily advance. Mm -hmm. I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. Learning different things was going to help me to advance. Right. So I was part of, um, we had a guy, Jack Benjamin, that used to do what we called our daily digest, Mm -hmm. you know, the daily numbers. I became his backup. I had no clue how to run a personal computer. This was way back, you know, when, uh, you had the, uh, the big floppy disks yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And, um, anyways, I became his backup. Um, when there were special projects that were involved, I raised my hand. Um, and this was kind of funny because I was in the Marine Corps for three years prior to coming to Amphenol. And, you know, it was always, you don't volunteer for anything. Well, I never learned that lesson because everything that came up, I volunteered for. And from there, you know, I went into, um, from the government desk and helping out being Jack Benjamin's backup, Mm -hmm. learning the computer system and the finance side of, or our numbers side of the business, went over into pricing started learning pricing and started getting into technical and I really liked the technical side of the business understanding products and drawings of course coming from the floor I knew how to read prints mm-hmm. so understanding the technical side of the business and the products and stuff was really intriguing for me mm. so I really did you know I started to look at possibly going in the direction of a product manager, mm-hmm. the product side of the business. Sure. So, um, and, and I worked, uh, I worked in pricing and then I got involved with, um, a special team that Rick Aiken had put together. Then I was involved, uh, they put me into customer service mm-hmm. and in customer service, I had all the major key players. I was involved with Boeing and McDonnell Douglas and the space station. Jeez. And I set up the space station, uh, 
room where yeah. they kept all the stock. Right. Um, I did that for several months. Every single month for two weeks, I would have to to be with the McDonnell Douglas Boeing people mm-hmm. on all the products and stuff. And I had, like I said, I had all the big guys, the Raytheons and the Lockheeds and stuff. Um, and then I was, uh, we had Roy Burton, who was a GM for mm-hmm. us at one point. And I had to do special projects for, I excuse me, I didn't have to do special projects. I was asked to do special projects Voluntold. for him. Yes. Um, <laughs> And it was, it was, you know, that was really my career was just when things came up and they needed somebody to do something, I was either, I either volunteered for it or someone came over to my desk and asked me if it would be something I would be interested in doing. And through all of this, um, all it did was helped me understand the company, um, understand our products, understand our business, our customers. Yeah. So it was always a really, really good thing for me. I, I continue, even today, I continue to want to learn what else can I do that'll help me make my job and other people's jobs much, much better. Um, we went through a lot of changes. Change is good. <laughs> Sometimes it's difficult to sure. go through change. Sure. But everything that Amphenol has done, all the changes that we've done, of course, look where we are today, has been very beneficial to our company. Right. So um, so I went back into customer service from customer service. They put me back into pricing as a pricing supervisor. Um, and at that time, that's when I started realizing that it wasn't just changes that other people were were implementing. Um, I started realizing that there was a lot of things that I could help change in the company that would help to make things easier, better. So from then on, you know, my career was a lot of what can we do to change things to make it easier, better for people in the company. Mm -hmm. Um, from, From the pricing supervisor, that's when Martin Booker came on. We were just talking about it 20 years ago. Wow. It was 20 years ago in um, July mm-hmm. that I started with industrial. I had a choice, and this was something that goes way back to, you know, with uh, Gary Anderson mm-hmm. at first when he would ask, was asking me about where I wanted to go. And, you know, I soon after thought I wanted to go into product marketing. So Rick Aiken gave me the opportunity to either go in as a product manager for the 38 triple nines, or I could go over with Martin Booker and the industrial team. And as scary as it was, because it was really, really scary, I chose to go in the direction of industrial. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why was it because it was such an unknown. Yeah. Yeah, The things that we could do and the things that I could learn by going to the industrial side that's what I decided to do. Yeah. So ex- you're actually, shame on me, because you guys are in the same facility I am. You're the first person I've had on from the industrial group. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain a little bit about the history of how that whole group came into being from from the Sydney perspective, uh, as far as it just being 
Amphenol Aerospace, but broke out into uh, industrial as well. Ultimately, it broke out into Amphenol Commercial Air Division too. So ended up being three divisions here in, in the same building. But what was that like when they first made the decision to kind of break the industrial side to well, its own business? It wasn't, it really wasn't, um, it was something that was kind of, we kind of knew that it was coming mm-hmm. because we had tried several times prior to that. We had groups of people that we would send out in the road. We had our road warriors mm-hmm. that would go out and try to focus on industrial accounts. So we we made several attempts to break into the industrial market. Right. And it was very, very difficult because of mindset and you know, your day-to-day business really was military. So it was very, very difficult to break into the industrial market or to put that much focus on the industrial market. Mm -hmm. So when they they announced that they were going to split it, it really wasn't a surprise to at least me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, at the time, when I was a pricing supervisor, I handled all of the accounts that inevitably went over to the industrial side. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had an idea of, you know, what needed to be done, uh, you know, what the focus needed to be. That's kind of why they asked me if I wanted to move over. But um, but then the reality hit when we actually did do the split. Yeah. It was very tough. Yeah. It was very, very tough because the industrial market is so different than the military market. It's the same thing as being in the uh, military and then coming out into civilian life. Right. Military is so regimented. The um I know. The, yeah. <laughs> I know as well. Yes. The yeah. the industrial side, it's everybody for themselves, right. really. Every customer it's, it's yeah. it it absolutely is. And again, just a total you have to have a totally different mindset and relationship and um work ethics, um, believe it or not, are different with um industrial more than they are with the military side. So um, but it's been, it's been a fun ride yeah. and it continues to be a fun ride. So 20 years mm-hmm. with that. Okay. 20 years. So it's... when did you eventually get to the distribution side of it? Then? So I, when I came over into industrial, yeah. I came over, um, as customer service, Um, And in customer service, I had my own team. I had the tech support team, the pricing team, the customer service team. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I helped. um, When we had done this, we also incorporated all of the connectors from Sign Group. Mm, and right. we brought over the pile, the rest, the industrial pile national stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was responsible for moving that product um, into AIO. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked that for about a year. Um, and then Martin, again, you know, it, it, we had we had some challenges mm-hmm. um, early on. So it was felt that customer service still needed to be handled through the AAO group. Right. So um, Martin had decided that it was um, time to do something different with me. And I was just kind of like, I want to go out and I want to be a salesperson. So he handed me a computer, um, a car, and my cell phone and yeah. said, 
go sell something. <laughs> and that was it. I had 13 states. Yeah. I had two customers wow. in 13 states. Mm-hmm. And he said, in a year, I want this, this uh, territory to be $5 million. Mm-hmm. And I went out. It wasn't $5 million, but it was much, much larger than where I started sure. from. So sure. it was um, today, I started off with 13 states. Today, they have um, five, four, four different salespeople handling the same territory that I handled yeah. when I started there. So what did you what did you like most about that when you got to do that? So when I went out, number one was meeting a lot of people. Yeah. Met a lot of different people. When I was a salesperson, um, one of the things that I found out was I didn't know how to go out and ask someone to have a meeting. I oh, didn't, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know how to call up a customer and say, can I come in and visit or call up a new guy or, you know, go cold calling. I had no idea. Yeah. So the one thing that I did know when I was a pricing supervisor, I did work with distribution. Mm -hmm. So I knew some of the distributors out there. I knew the RDSMs, of course, from AAO. So I reached out to them and I said, I need help. Yeah. How can I get help? So they put me in touch with some of the distributors. And as soon as they heard that I came from the factory and I had all of this experience in the factory, they just kind of glommed onto me. And they wanted to learn from me as much as I wanted to learn from them. And they're really, distribution is really the channel that helped me to be a successful salesperson. Yeah. They understood, you know, it's like there's stuff that I am a direct person. There's things that I need to do direct. There's things that we do through distribution. You help me, I help you. And I did that for nine years. And my when I left, um, my territory was about $12 million. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that was after they had split it off and made it smaller. Um, so that was really where my... Um, desire to work with distribution or to get more involved with distribution came from what is it about distribution that that the the relationship the the channel partner relationship that you enjoy so much what is it about that versus direct business it's about helping helping them knowing that i'm able to help someone else accomplish a goal Mm -hmm. while being able to accomplish my own goals okay so I'm not just helping myself. Right. I'm helping other people, other um, companies to be successful as well. Mm. And it is a long-term relationship too. Yes, it so is. You, so, and, and it's different from just kind of thinking through this as we're talking about it now. You know, a direct relationship could end at any moment. And, yes. And there's no, there's no love lost and it can just end and they move on and you move on. But a distribution relationship is a long-term, that's a long-term marriage. Correct. And divorces are hard and painful with a with a large distribution partner. You don't want to go through that. So you really do have to work together. Correct. Yeah. And the and the thing is, um, direct, you can only you can only do so much yourself direct. Mm-hmm. Um, distribution is really an extension of my sales force. Right. I have four people. No. I've got sixteen hundred people out there that are out helping me. I help them to be successful. 
they help me to be successful. This is something that I have always done with my own team. My job is here to make my team successful, whoever my team is, whether it's a four or five people that report to me or if it's the distributors. My job is to help them to be successful with our products. Mm -hmm. I do that and we're successful. What's your favorite part of the job? Just that? That, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love to train people. I love to help people. Um, I want them to be successful. And everything and anything that I can do to help them to get there, that's my job. And at the end of the day, if I, if I accomplish that, I'm happy. Amphenol has multiple distribution partners. Yes. And distributors have multiple manufacturers that they work with. Correct. So that dynamic is much different from a marriage um, in that there are multiple partners yes. that you're dealing with. How difficult is it for you to, to separate personal from business when it comes to, say, losing out on an opportunity um, at a distributor to another manufacturer or if they, they sign on with a new manufacturer um, to do business with? Is that... how? Is that tough for you sometimes, or are you okay with it? You know, I'm I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody has to do something. Yeah. You know, our competitors. Um, I enjoy having competitors out there because I'm very competitive. You know, it's my job to do a better job than our competitors, Mm -hmm. to win over our distributors, to have the better relationship, to have the bigger orders. Um, Again. It all comes down to relationship. If I have a good relationship, people are going to pay more attention to me. They're going to um, be able to do much more for me than they do for my competitor. I welcome competition. I really, really do. Without competition, where would we? Where would we be? Right. Really. Um, so, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I don't have a problem with them bringing on another competitor. It just makes. It brings me another challenge. Yeah, I like it. So now we're in 2020. We yes. just started 2020. What are your, you know, again, without getting into details necessarily, what are you looking forward to most over the next year, couple years, especially for the industrial group? There's um, three years ago, we, um, the, the change in Amphenol, where we went to groups mm-hmm. rather than just the individual divisions, that brought on a big challenge because wow. now I am responsible for all of the divisions under AIPG right. with all of the distribution partners out there. Um, so that has been a big challenge for me. I can imagine. Over yeah. the last three years was a lot of marrying distributors with um, divisions, helping to build the relationships with the distributors and mm-hmm. the divisions and we're we're at a good place now. You know, we receive um, a lot of reports from our distributors. We give reports to distributors. We have training sessions. We go on customer calls. So we've I've been working on this for the last three years with my team. We're at a place now where the top six divisions within AIPG mm-hmm. have developed their relationships and are comfortable working with the distributors and understand the contracts and what we need to do and vice versa. So 2020 for me 
should be the first year that there's real engagement and real focus on customers that we've developed together with the distributors, Mm -hmm. programs that we started working on. I hope that a lot of these programs start coming to fruition Mm -hmm. during this year. So um, AIO is my largest. I do report into AIO. Um, There's a lot of new things that we're doing with AIO with the new products and stuff. But the other divisions, I feel there's a lot more room for growth because they are smaller. Sure. They are newer to the markets. We are finding new customers. Um, With the new customers that we're finding for some of these other divisions, we're able to bring AIO business into it. Yeah. Um, So it's... It's It's a win-win. It absolutely is a win-win. And with all of the divisions, even though it's been very difficult, with all of the divisions, it gives us such a broader portfolio, opens much more doors for us Mm -hmm. um, in the industrial market. So... This year, I'm looking forward to more growth. Of course, we all want growth. Yeah. But more growth over what we've been doing um, over the last three years. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of course it does. Okay. Okay. Well, listen, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, You have... You've been involved in as many areas of this business as, as probably anyone has, um, as far as all your time out on the floor and different things that you've done in sales and marketing. Um, but again, I love the fact that you say, regardless of where it is, it all comes down to relationships, and that's how you're going to succeed. So, yes. And that's why you have succeeded. And that's so, why I'll continue to that's right. have relationships and hopefully succeed more. <laughs> that's right. Well, best of luck in 2020 Thank and beyond. You. And uh, again, thanks for thanks for doing this with us today. Thank you.